1: And that is, I believe we need a constitutional amendment that protects the right to vote for every American citizen and to make sure that vote gets counted. We need to put some federal muscle behind that. And we need to repeal every one of the voter suppression laws that is out there right now.
2: I wrote. This is Monica Perez. Uh, your libertarian voice on WSB. But I, that's Elizabeth Warren, obviously, if you can't tell. And I had tweeted like a quote of hers, and I didn't like write that it was from her or whatever. I quit, put quotation marks and said, Oh boy, I was abused on Twitter because you're like, What are you talking about? Abolish like, electoral college federal. I was just like, yeah. No, it was a quote. Anyway, so thank you for that, Binkley. And uh, so. I just want to point out what she's saying. It it would, if you have, if you get rid of the electoral college and its popular vote, you're really taking it completely out of the hands of the states. In which case, it has to be federal. It has to be a federal election. And I am pretty sure you're not writing your vote down on a piece of paper, putting it in a shoebox, and walking that shoebox down to city hall to see it get counted with your own eyes. So it just becomes an act of faith, and what that's completely gone. And when it's so when you eliminate these layers, it's just like federal policing versus local policing. I feel like there's nobody to watch the watchers like that to me is a very important checks and balance. If like the feds come in and do something screwy, like you hear like national pedophile rings, sometimes the local cops step in and vice versa. If the local cops are real bad, the feds will come in similarly with the elections. People will, there's people looking in both directions, but that would be over.
1: Yeah, they claim to want to do these things, too, because they want to give more people a voice. That's what they all say. I want to give more people a, a voice in this country, but that's not what they're doing at all. They're they're actually going to give more people their voice, is what they're really doing.
2: <laughs> right, and my feeling about democracy is that it's not about giving people a voice. It's about making people think they have a voice. Yep. So, so what you're saying, and I'm agreeing with you, is that if you switch to the popular vote, you would give... And and this is what it says over and over if you're looking for the pros and cons of the electoral college or the popular vote repeatedly it'll say as a pro of the popular vote that it gives people the feeling that their vote counts. Yeah. And that that goes with my idea about democracy being the opiate of the masses. It it makes you feel good that you have consented to your tyranny that the idiot across the street is voting for these morons who, or maybe it's your moron. Maybe you like it, you know, and then people get uh, they, it's just about, and, and when you see about like even Trump's elect uh, executive order on election integrity and other studies, think tanks, they always talk about enhance voter confidence in the election process.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, confidence is confidence a con game. Yeah,
2: that's a con. That's a con. That's, that puts the con in con game. It's a confidence game. And that's why democracy, you can have, I think, I read, I, I don't know if this is true, but I definitely, I'm sure I read it in a Hans Hermann Hoppe book that the, 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 uh, taxation rate in a monarchy is like 5% and in a democracy it's like 35% because you you think you're consenting. God, what are you laughing at? What are you snickering I, what at? What
1: was that name you just said?
2: Hans-Hermann Hoppe. <laughs> what the heck? You don't know? Oh, Binkley. You should not be laughing. No, just Hans- that H- name. You're going to get Maurice to call and say, who are you to laughing at, Hans-Hermann Hoppe? He he picked up the torch from uh, Murray Rothbard. He's a he's your classic anarcho-capitalist. He's the premier anarcho-capitalist I'll have to brush up. in the world, yeah. So he wrote Democracy the God That Failed, which agreed with me. I was blown away by this book because I thought the real pivot, the turning point where the American experiment was lost forever was World War 1. And he said that too. So people will say like was it the Civil War? Was it this or that? But
1: that's when the JK. British subverted us and
2: yes. coaxed us into and, the war. And I wasn't even thinking about that when I, when I realized that that was just, just when democracy kind of took over the world of this facade of democracy at the expense of objective rights. Uh, but what, ha- what I realize now, which I'd, I've read over the years, but I'm putting it all together, is that right then is when the IRS came into play and the Fed. So they started inflating money. They started uh, taxing income. They started engaging in foreign wars, and all of that uh, does does play into the British dominion that you're thinking about because there were more German descendants of Germans in this country than British. So there was an actual possibility that we would enter World War One on the side of the Germans. And there were German banking interests that were in conflict with the English banking. So it was really a struggle between those powers here, and they also say that the Fed is really there as a backstop for the European central banks, which is exactly how it worked in 2008. If you look into it, all the trillions of dollars—I think it was—that changed hands over that uh, those the real crisis—it was to shore up European banks, which is why we didn't find out about that till after the crisis was not really audited, but a little bit of forensics were done. But, you know, it gets too, like, people don't, the fiat money thing is too complicated. You can't really get people fired up about it. But but I believe that uh, on AOS on uh, Sandy Ocasio, whatever, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez's site, when they talk about the Green New Deal, they're like, how are you going to pay for it? It's like, just like they pay for everything else, you know, you just print money. <laughs> it's just print, Expand the money supply. So, anyway, let's not get into that. So, all right, um... I wanted to talk about. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Mueller before I. I, I wanted to. I, I have a couple of vote things that you should turn me on to about, like, lowering the voting age. And the beginning of that Elizabeth Warren quote is somebody asking a question. Mm-hmm. And in her question, she lays out what they're looking for voting wise. Yeah. And you also gave me a blurb on HB1, the very first bill that congress uh put forth this year the session and that has details of what they're really after voting wise but before we moved on from the muller thing i wanted to point out i saw some crazy tweets uh which surprised me but they did not surprise you can you read those tweets to me about Mueller? some people sucking up
1: yeah joe walsh says not
2: the joe walsh
1: it's a different Joe Walsh, ok.
2: He got a, I, I saw him. He looks younger than he is, so maybe maybe it is the Joe Walsh
1: he says, so I'll just say it again. Thank you, Robert Mueller, for completing your work. Thank you once again for serving your country.
2: <laughs> I'm laughing because I actually know i've I've done the cursory research on robert Mueller and anybody anybody who wants to do that is not writing a tweet like that in all seriousness
1: yeah he's not really a a patriot as they are painting him to be no you want to hear the other one
2: yes I guess. this
1: one's from seth abrams abramson who is um uh, He's a con artist, basically. But he says, "You
2: can't just." That sounds defamatory. I I, don't know who that person is. I've followed him on Twitter,
1: and he wrote this whole book on all the evidence you ever need on Russian collusion, and it might as well be about outer space aliens. Okay, okay, okay. okay. He says Mueller and all his attorneys and investigators deserve our thanks for nearly two years of (laughs) thankless hard work. They are patriots. Whatever they have concluded, and whether we agree with their conclusions or not, and whether we ever see everything they found, they deserve thanks, nevertheless.
2: Okay, because Mueller's a solid citizen, right?
1: Yeah, solid. Yeah.
2: Okay. He, he... So I don't I don't remember what show this was, but we definitely dug into Mr. Mueller, uh, and I have just some bullets from that show where Mueller and Comey. First of all, they set their bones, their bona fides, by falling on their sword against <clears throat> warrantless wiretaps in the Bush administration. So now we know Comey and Mueller are our heroes. But uh, not everybody found them to be heroes. Mm-hmm. The two of them falsely accused a man in the anthrax case. Remember the anthrax thing after 9 11? Yes. Uh, that guy got a multi-million dollar settlement from the government because it was so out of line with these guys are doing. They make legitimate mistakes. They don't get... People don't get settlements when the government makes a like a reasonable error. So, okay, so that was one. We all know Comey, his uh, identification of the Ramsey rapist as the wrong guy cost uh, the government money too. That's mm-hmm. said on that. That's Comey's backstory. Then he
1: lied about it on CNN Town Hall.
2: Like recently... I know. Uh, Mueller, according to an article at the time in Time magazine, uh, Mueller effectively framed a Libyan guy for Pan Am 103 over Lockerbie. That, that uh, Time magazine said that thing could have been or was a CIA hit on a potential whistleblower from the defense intelligence stage. I'm like choking on even saying it because it's so... Uh, such a serious allegation. So I'm just going to once again say that I read that in a Time magazine article from that time frame. Ultimately, that Libyan was released. It looked like a hardship case, but it might have been a question of justice. I don't know.
1: Well, you see he released him, though.
2: Well, he wasn't. He was in jail, like, over there, I think. Okay, I got I to gotta take break. but let me give you a couple more. He, uh, an FBI whistleblower, Colleen Rowley, uh, said Mueller and Comey, I think she exposed that Mueller and Comey suppressed evidence of Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. And the last thing I will say is, Mueller, uh, the the Mueller is instrumental in getting the conviction of four falsely accused men in a in a to cover up a Whitey Bulger crime. The government had to pay $101 million. And Mueller even went so far as to write letters to the parole board asking for those guys who were exonerated not to be released. Very serious allegations against this guy. I don't trust him. Not trying to throw him under the bus. I'm just trying to say, I would not trust him. I, <laughs> I'm i going to get to some calls after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez.
0: Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies.
1: I'm interested in...
0: Out. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
2: So I wanted to just point out why I don't have a lot of faith in the Mueller report, which is what it's going to come down to. I think Barr is going to, Attorney General Barr is going to add flames to the fire by releasing incomplete and ambiguous stuff. I think, didn't you, don't you expect uh, Mueller to be on the hot seat, Pinkley?
1: Yes, I expect to see the Mueller congressional hearing that's going to be a circus, probably sometime this summer. And uh, Cortez is going to be just grilling him.
2: (laughs) She should, you know, you ever see like her like little videos and everything is all like staged and funky. And I feel like she should challenge him to a rap contest you know she she might have
1: her work cut out for her her mueller really knows how to drop a beat
2: (laughs) just this the level of the uh theatrical elements especially surrounding her just
1: everybody's gonna submit their time to her
2: there was a headline on fox news i mean they completely play into her image as well saying whoa trump Trumpeter, watch out. Uh, AOC used this SAT word on him. She called him a nematode. Yeah. Which somebody on Twitter pointed out to me that she probably just got it from SpongeBob. <laughs> 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 which I don't think she's stupid. She's not stupid. This no, is her no, whole no. thing. It's Sandy from the block. That's her shtick. But she, the bartender thing, the thing thing... She may or may not have had jobs like that, but I recently tweeted a mini biography of her from, real mini, from uh, a BU speaking panel she was on. She returned to Boston University in 2013, and it was all about uh, things she started up, important things she was doing. She was completely legit. Like, there's no, it just doesn't fit with her timeline at all. We have to do a special report on her. I'm I'm compiling uh, the whole AOC in a nutshell, Sandy from the block in a nutshell. So after the break, I want to talk about lowering the voting age to 16 or 17 and eliminating other voting requirements, what I what I think is really going on there. You can give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica
0: Perez, have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB
2: I am your Libertarian Voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6 for the duration. I usually make way for UJ Sports, but uh, they're over, uh, sadly. But uh, anyway, we are here for three hours on Saturdays live. Open to calls, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I want to know, we're going to talk about this. There are a lot of proposals out there to lower the voting age to 17 or even 16. You in favor of that? Do you want the voting age to be lowered to 16? Uh, Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK. And in the meanwhile, Binkley, my producer here, uh, a couple of things that... Oh, before we move on, I had mentioned that the only Russian bots that have ever been proven to disrupt a campaign were uh democratic operatives, the very people who wrote the report on Russian bots for the Senate mm-hmm. called New Knowledge. You wanna I don't know if people remember we did a show on this. It it absolutely cost Roy Moore his election. And, and they brag
1: about it in their documents
2: yeah, so give me a little I, I
1: the project was summarize. called Project Birmingham, and it was a false flag operation where these democratic operatives created fake Russian bots to link them to Roy Moore. Um, so it looked like the Russians were supporting him to help him beat or help him um, help Doug Jones beat him
2: also, if I recall correctly, they put really extreme conservative stuff that made him sound kooky. Yes. They did that on, on Facebook on Facebook. And, the, and those, those sites were shut down, like those sources of advertising, right?
1: The CEO, yes, the CEO of New Knowledge, his name is Jonathan Morgan. He I used to work for DARPA. His Facebook DARPA,
2: page. DARPA, the Defense Research
1: yes. Program. His Facebook page, and this is the guy who led, led the authoring of the Senate Intel Report. His Facebook page, is, he was suspended because of spreading fake news.
2: And this was financed by Reid Hoffman, who founded LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So, so what, they, what they did was they not only cost Roy Moore the election, but whether they're fake Russian bots or real Russian bots, they are adding to the clamor to get social media suppressed, Facebook and Twitter to get suppressed, yes. From, yes, especially from views that are outside the central message.
1: When you see stories in the news that say Russian bots are linked to so-and-so, like there was one recently that they said uh, Russian bots were supporting Tulsi Gabbard. This was like... The a, Hawaiian Yes, this was like a month ago. The person that they quoted, the expert, was Jonathan Morgan. So he's the expert in all of these articles. And
2: he's the only person who's ever been outed as an actual Russian bot, right? Bingo. <laughs> And I actually got an email, I think you got it too, and I read it on the air at the time, from Twitter saying, just so you know, we're not going to tell you what what accounts it is, but we want you to know that you have been flagged for associating with Russian bots on Twitter. But we're not going to tell you which accounts it is, so you can't un-associate with them, but we're just telling you. This is a warning, which is very similar to what I got from WordPress a year before they took me off WordPress. Dang. <laughs> anyway, so I just want people to be reminded of this stuff because we'll be like, a oh, Mueller report, Mueller report. It's like, you know what? The, the Senate report was written by the Russian bot.
1: <laughs> and this is open information is out there. Hard evidence that nobody right. talks about.
2: They're, they admitted it because they got people in a room and they told them not to talk about it. And then they cackled about it and plotted how they were going to do it again. And some like well-meaning person was horrified. And told, yeah, so all right, so uh so what so a few I, I want to get back to a few of these things that are changes that are coming down or are at least desired by the Democrats on voting, and when you see bills like h b one, which the stuff I saw on HBO, which was the first bill that this Congress put out there about voting. The stuff I saw was stuff I actually like. You know, like auditable, transparent ballots. <clears throat> I didn't see any of the stuff that you uh sent me evidence of. I didn't read the whole thing. I didn't read the actual thing. I wasn't doing a full scale research on this. Besides, those things are so those bills are so long, it's really impossible, it's so full of gobbledygook. It's really impossible to be an educated voter which means that anything that you can't as an educated voter assess it argues against both direct democracy and government being involved in those things there you just cannot have a representative government if you don't know what how to direct your representatives you can't get educated on it even if you wanted to so that's so I'm going to tell you a little bit about what they want from the vote. One thing that we were talking about, they definitely want to lower the voting age. For me, what do you think about that, Pinkley?
1: About lowering the voting (laughs) age? Yes,
2: to 16.
1: I think that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. I think they should raise it, and I think you should have to pass a critical thinking test to to vote. (laughs) Raise it
2: to 35. Why not? I mean, it doesn't really disenfranchise. Although, oh my gosh, a couple of years ago, I actually said in my What to Watch Out For in the future that the one dialectic untapped dialectic was old versus young i said that is one one bone of contention of conflict that was un underexploited so here it is yeah but i cut you off you finish your thought
1: yeah i think people should have to pass a critical thinking test i I personally (laughs) will not vote for a race if i don't feel like i'm informed on who the candidates but you
2: can't you can't Ask them to administer tests, because if you think the first thing they would ask is, uh, have you ever heard a conspiracy theory you thought might be true? (laughs) And then they would lock you up. Not only would you not be able to vote, lock
1: your family up, they'd
2: lock your family up, they'd eradicate your bloodline. So, uh, so anyway. It's just it's so it's funny because it's true. <laughs> so uh, I want people to hear what what they have in store. So I actually never play the question. I really do not like the question when you do a q and a, but that Elizabeth Warren call for an amendment and federal muscle in the election process was preceded by a question in which the questioner, supposedly somebody from the audience, reading a very, well-crafted question it's so it's so theatrical but the question really tells tells you what they're after and what they want and what they're going to get so let's let's play that clip one
0: how will you expand voting rights to the formerly incarcerated ensure online voter registration and non-excuse early voting
2: all right so those are a few things that so if you're a felon uh you can't vote. I actually, I think all that kind of stuff should be at the state level. And that's why you want the Electoral College. Because if you don't have the Electoral College, and you do have a popular vote that's run by the feds, all those laws have to be consistent. They all have to be run at the federal level. The voter ID, the idea. So if California wants illegal immigrants to vote. They they can use their electoral college that way if they want. I don't I I mean you don't even have to wade into that because if they want to do it like that, let them do it like that. They have a limited number of electoral votes. They're running their state the way they want to. And if you want if you don't want any qualifications for voting except for that you be present, then you don't need voter ID laws. But if you have a voter ID law, you have to actually be able to enforce it. No law is a real law. I mean they're struck down in court laws are struck down in court solely on the grounds that they cannot be enforced so if you're not going to enforce law it's not a real law so then what they're saying is just being present and then they go on one of the one of the requirements in this hb1 was that you should be able to vote in a in a voting place other than your own which means not only are you do you just have to be present you can vote as many times as you want and i remember a long time ago when i was in california voting I asked the I think I asked the poll person, what if I, I I gave her my name, she took it and then she I and she marked it off and she said, you can vote. I said, is that that's a really big list. Is that just for this polling place? She's like, no, everybody has a list. I said, well, so what if someone were to vote in my name in a different polling place where, where you didn't physically mark off that I was here? I said, oh, well, we would reconcile that at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. But are you writing down who I voted for? Are you going to uncount my vote? Do you know which one of us is the real one? Because I don't, didn't give you my license.
1: She's like, yeah, we'll figure all that out.
2: Yeah. She's like, oh, we take that very seriously. <laughs> I was like, really? And then what do you do about it? Nothing. So that's bad. Uh, somebody wants to chime in on the voting age thing. So I'm going to let him do it. Jonathan. You are on with Monica. What do you think about lowering the voting age to 16? I think it's better because I don't want it to be any higher than it is. It wouldn't be higher. It would be a lot lower or a couple of years lower than it is. Nixon made it 18, and now it would be 16. Is that okay with you, 16-year-old voting?
0: Yes. But thanks.
2: Why is that better?
0: Because, because I don't know, Because that's a great idea because that's what I want.
2: Okay, John. Did Jonathan. you call earlier, John? He did. He did. He did. I think somebody's putting him up to it. So, anyway, I think uh, personally, I'm okay with one age of majority. If you want people to be 16 or 18 or 21 as adults, I'm okay with whatever it is. But you can't, I would say you can't be drafted. You can't drink. You can't drive. Uh, you can't vote you can't emancipate yourself or whatever drop out of school or you can whatever it is pick the age and do it don't pick and choose the age for political purposes that's and i I personally think that you should at least have to get a paycheck (laughs) before you cast your first vote because the whole world changes first paycheck and your first kid i would say your perspective changes yeah And
1: the push should not be to vote, 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 vote. It should be um, get informed, get informed, get informed.
2: I would go even one step further, and I would say defend your rights, whether at the ballot box or any other way. Read your Bill of Rights. Understand them. They are nonpartisan. If you think one of the Bill of Rights works against your party, there's something wrong with your party. So think hard about it. And try to because that's our only hope is the Bill of Rights. And it does not matter who's at the top, it doesn't matter what's going on behind the scenes. It doesn't matter if somebody's a racist, it doesn't matter if somebody's like a God's gift to humanity. If we have our rights and protections and our government is limited, as the Constitution prescribes, then there is a very limited amount of damage that. But we gotta keep our eye on that ball. So let's wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez.
0: Monica Perez. Everything she says true. She knew. Nobody believed her. On News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
2: We are wrapping it up. I want. I was asking if uh, people are in favor of these numerous proposals to lower the voting age to 17 or even 16. I'm going to take a uh, last call of the day. goes to Andy. Andy, you're on with Monica.
0: Hey, Monica. Hey. I was thinking about it after heard and I thought, yeah, you know, I mean, you can look at it that if they're going to be under an administration as an adult at 18 and if they voted 16 at a presidential election, they'll at least be voting for somebody that will actually, you know, be their president that, you know, they actually get. I don't want to say a subject of, but <laughs> they, it's they so represented are represented
2: by it. And they should. Yeah, that's an interesting comment. And, you know, let me take it one step further and say, by that reasoning, maybe you agree with me that the national debt is uh, taxation without representation because it will be inherited by people who did not vote for it.
0: No, but the people, when it was accumulated, they were represented. You know, the people that did accumulate it were represented that, you know, did increase the debt.
2: But they can't pay it back. They're they are voting for somebody else to pay. It's similar to what you're saying. Like if you're sixteen and you're going into being eighteen and you're gonna to have to be a subject to this person, you you need to be participating in how whatever you are subject to gets decided on. So the debt would make that person future people who are subject to repaying the debt or or suffer bankruptcy. But they, right. but they had nowhere near any kind of representation. None. I
0: mean, and I know you can look at it on another scale, too. And I know, I believe by listening to you, you probably supported the fetal heartbeat thing. And if they're allowing uh, under that, you can actually claim before a child's born an exemption on your taxes. Well, if you're able to claim an exemption on taxes for a baby that isn't born yet, that's like, well, I want to vote before I'm 18 and legal. So you've got that thing too. Where logically you can look at it that.
2: Dude, I I thank you very much. I got to take. A, I'm all over. The show's over. I got to let you go. But basically, okay. I have to point out that I always say this: like, never take a call at the end because some major issue (laughs) that you have to like, we need to talk the next three hours about this is gonna come up and they always start with, from listening to you, I think I know that you, and then I'm like, gotta go. (laughs) So, (laughs) how does a person answer that? Somebody call me and uh, whatever, I'm not gonna get into it and probably so I cannot uh, respond to that very large topic. I am not in favor of a voting age of 16. I'm in favor of a single majority. And I'll talk to you next week, Saturday, 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.